Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarach, we will continue in Simon Yer Aleph, in the Geres HaKodesh, the holy letters of the Balatanya, letter 11, which is known as Laskil Chabina, to enlighten with understanding. So we are learning the first few lines which the Balatanya says over here, which is the beginning of the enlightenment that the Balatanya is going to share with us. And we have gone very deep into the first two words, which is called Lahaskil Chabina, to enlighten with understanding, which basically means that there's a moment of enlightenment, and then we understand that enlightenment. So the moment of enlightenment is one second. And the real reason it is one second is because it is not describable. It's not something that you could catch. It's not something that you could hold on to. It is not something that you can afterwards describe to another person. Just like seeing is beyond description, what you see is beyond description. You cannot look in a window and then start writing on the window what you see through the window. So too, you cannot describe enlightenment to a person. You cannot describe it to them. When you say the word water, the word water has nothing to do with the water itself. The sound of water, the description of water is incomparable to the water itself. The same exact thing is with enlightenment. Enlightenment is something that's far beyond any description. So the Alter Rebbe over here is saying, we will enlighten with understanding, which is seemingly an impossible feat. How is it possible? To enlighten a person. Enlighten takes one second, one moment of awesome revelation. And in that moment, how can you understand it afterwards? How can you hold on to it? That seems to be something that's impossible. So we have said... that the Balatanya over here is going on and he's saying, a, a, he's giving a description of enlightenment. And he, we spent an enormous amount of time going into this description. And we have hardly scratched the surface of this description because it's just a description. And it's a tremendous meditation. And the perception of this meditation, the perception, the beginning of understanding of it is, is what will set you free. It is what will allow you to live with enlightenment. It is not the entirety of enlightenment. It's a description of a description. Enlightenment is something you have to experience. If I describe to you water, 
Can that be compared to water? All descriptions in the world have nothing to do with water, especially if you're in a desert. So this demands tremendous meditation. If the Balatanya will describe to you what means enlightenment, and you will not look for that enlightenment, you will not make that enlightenment real in your life, if you will listen to this as its entertainment, as it's somebody else's enlightenment, how will you ever get full from the water? If you will hear how amazing water is when you're thirsty, can you get full on that water? That's what it means that this tremendous, tremendous meditation. Lahaskil Chabina means to enlighten with understanding, means that you, have, you must meditate on it. This has to become your story, it has to become your understanding, it has to become your vision, it has to become your program, your application. You could either watch a demonstration of an application on your smartphone and then you have nothing to do with the application it looks very colorful, magical, but it has nothing to do with you or you could upload the application onto your smartphone and then you have an application in your smartphone and it still has nothing to do with you or you can use the application and depending on what the application could do for you is depending how much it will change you, how much it will mean to you, what your interaction will be with it. So with this simon, the Alter Rebbe is laying down the foundation of enlightenment. But if a person thinks that he's going to listen to this enlightenment as a form of entertainment, and he's going to become enlightened, that's like thinking that you're going to get full in a desert from water, from hearing the description of water. Nothing could be further than the truth. But if you're in a desert and you're thirsty, the first thing you have to do is know where to get the water from. And know how far water is away from you. And know what you're going to have to do in order to get water. But if you're too tired to get the water, or if you gave up on getting the water, or if you're running after something else while you're in the desert, then you will wither away before you can get the water. Or you will create a mirage, you will create an imaginary oasis that is in the desert and you will suffice yourself with that mirage. And eventually a person will wither away. And that is the beginning of what the Alter Rebbe is saying over here. He's laying down the foundation of enlightenment. But the ego, the ego sits together at the shear, and this ego says, 
This is a very good form of entertainment. We're going to learn something. Of course, it's limitatera. Of course, it's something much more important than withering away. But we're not going to do any work. We're not going to meditate on this. We're going to listen to this, and we're going to hold on to enlightenment, and we're going to tell everyone else we're enlightened. And we're going to say this year is enlightening concepts that the Balatanya is giving you. And then the ego says, there's no way you're giving me up. You're going to give me up? There's no way you're giving me up. We're going to make more of an ego of what we're learning. And then what we learn just becomes a mere form of entertainment. We say entertainment, we don't mean the word that it's literally entertainment. What we mean to say is that the same learning, for the moment that you're learning, you're learning the Chachma of the Ebeshter. But a moment after you learn it, you're not changed by it. It doesn't change you. And the Balatanya, when he wrote every single parak in Tanya, as the Rebbe told many times, a person has to be a new person after he learns the Perek Tanya. He has to upload a new application to his life. He has to become a new person. He actually has to be able to see a change in his life from what he's learning. And if he doesn't see a change in his life, then of course he had limited Torah at that moment, but afterwards it's like the entertainment. Because the Balatanya is going deep into the words of the living God, which are words that are supposed to change your life. Because those are words that are, allow you to tap into the deepest parts of your soul. Which if you meditate on this, and you make this real in your life more important than your egoic needs, then real change will start to happen. Because the water of enlightenment is water that you must drink. You must be thirsty for it. Seeing the structures of the ego is seeing the structures of the desert. Is seeing with clarity the withering away of a person. When you have a panoramic view, into a destructive area, you stay far away from that area. And the Balatanya is giving a person a tremendous clarity into purpose, into the purpose of his life. And the person has to make this his life, it has to make this his obsession, make this his meditation that he's going to be focusing on. But if he's waiting for somebody to do the work for him, if he's waiting for one moment in time, in the future, that he's going to become enlightened, then his whole life he will be stay waiting for that moment.
So when the Alter Rebbe says the words, Laskil Chabina, to enlighten with understanding, it means that he's going to start to give you the description of enlightenment. But that description is incomparable to the enlightenment that you will get when you learn, when you meditate, when you make this lesson, much more than a lesson, when you make it your vitality, when you make it your energy, when you make it your program language, when you make it your operation, the way you live your life. Because if you are enlightened even for one moment in time, truly enlightened, then you want to hold on to that. You want to remain enlightened. And to remain enlightened is not an experience that you can have from just one moment in time. It's something that you have to perpetually do. It's something that you have to choose. You have to work on it. It has to be more important to you than the petty life that we live. And the Palatanya lays down the beginning of enlightenment, which the beginning of enlightenment is a fact. It is a fact what the Altar Rebbe lays down over here. He is not laying down to you your mission. He's not laying down to you work that you have to do. This simon in Tanya is very different than all the simonim in Tanya. This letter that there is in the holy letters of Tanya is different than all the prakam of Tanya. Almost all of the prakam in Tanya, the Balatanya demands a tremendous amount of struggle, a tremendous amount of work, inner work that a person has to do. And the Balatanya in the beginning of Shari Yichud says that there is a different level of a person's life. There's struggle, there's something known as a benini, there's somebody who struggles his whole life with temptation, with immorality. He's withering, and most of Tanya is there to teach a person who's struggling. Simon Yudalev is an elevator into enlightenment. Simon Yudalev is not the regular struggle that he talks about in Tanya. Simon Yudalev is something entirely different. It's do you want to become enlightened? In the beginning of Shari Yichad Vamuna, the Balatanya and the Agdama in the beginning says that not every person can become enlightened. In order to become enlightened, you have to reveal a deeper part of your consciousness. Because the work that he's talking about in Tanya most of the time is not an enlightened work. It's a life of struggle. But in this simon, he gives you the ability to be enlightened. Now you might be wondering, If 
The whole entire Tanya is dealing with struggle, and it's dealing without the real essence of enlightenment, then how could it be all of a sudden in Simeon Yer Aleph, we could have enlightenment? And ultimately the answer to that question is, that Simeon Yer Aleph is dealing with pain. It's dealing with somebody who dealt, is dealing with pain. And everybody sooner or later, sooner or later goes through pain. And that pain will almost always enlighten you to a certain extent. Because pain is an obliteration of the structures that you place your security in. A person is too busy with the imaginary, illusory securities that he has in this world. And he's building those structures. And he's holding on to those hopes because he's so afraid of the future. And he's so obsessed with the past that all the while he uses the present moment to take what he knows from the past and try to mold some imaginary future for the, for the future, all the while thinking he's going to live forever. And never focusing at the moment that he has at hand. But when pain hits a person, when a person goes through suffering, when a person's structures are obliterated, the soul pops out. At that, purpose, at that moment, the person asks himself, what is my purpose in this world? And a, purpose, a person goes through pain, the person who goes through the structures, the temporary structures of ego being stripped away from him, is a person was forced to wake up, to ask himself, what's my purpose in the world? What am I doing? What am I doing all this for? And that's why it seems from this pedic that the Alter Rebbe is laying down the essence of enlightenment that an enlightened person knows, that a tzaddik already knows, that a tzaddik lives with his whole life. And he puts it down over here, and he shows you. And the way the Lubavitcher Rebbe explains it, he shows you in a way that you can make this part of your life. You do not have to wait Till pain happens. Because what you are today is what you will be your whole entire life. So why do people change? Only if something catastrophic happens that makes you reevaluate your purpose. So if you don't change now, you'll never change. The word present, which is the word yishkoin, the Latin word present means comes from two different words, which means to be what you were what you were before, before, and now. What you were a minute ago is what you're gonna be now. And whatever you are now is what you're gonna be forever. And if you don't eliminate all types of time, if you don't realize that right now, you will never ever change. So why in Simeon Yer Aleph should a person change? Because Simeon Yer Aleph was written to a person who went through pain. A person who in all likelihood was deeply asleep, deeply unconscious, not caring about his purpose in this world, constantly thinking about a better tomorrow, and obsessed with some unfulfilled hopes from the past, some misconstructed identity of who he is, and he was traveling through life, with no 
identity, with no sense of purpose. And then one day he went through some terrible pain. And pain will shake up a person. It will wake up a person to his purpose. So when you imagine in your mind that one day in the future you will have a white beard and you will be a holy person, or one day in the future you will be a holy woman and you will do what's meant to do and you will care about a poor person and you will listen carefully to your child and, and, and you will look at another person and put yourself away entirely and entirely see another person. If you think that's going to happen one day in the future, you may be right. When pain comes into your life and obliterates the structures and the security that you have, you will rethink about it in a very vibrant, strong way. Do you want to wait for that to happen? Because that's the only way a person will become enlightened in this world. Unless he decides today to become enlightened. Unless he decides today to realize that there is no other day in his life. That his life is one perpetual moment of the now. And whatever you are now, you will be for the rest of your life. And that's why the Balatanya lays down the sentence of enlightenment. It's a fact what he lays down over here. You must understand this. He's not talking to you about a job that you must do. The job is to meditate on this fact. He is telling you, the beginning of enlightenment is that not by this path will the light of God dwell within you by desiring the life of the flesh of children and sustenance. Because our sages of blessed memory said, nullify your will in front of God's will. Which means, nullify is not a job that you have to do. He is not talking about a job over here. He's talking about an absolute fact. Your will, why do you have will? Why do you have a will? The fact of the matter is, your soul is forced into your body and you have no idea why you're here. And your soul has nothing to do with your will. And nothing to do with your pleasure. Your soul is animating you. And your soul has to be so deep into your body that that is the purpose of your life. But if you desire other things, if you have a hopes for a better future, if you, have, if you are attached, if you're trapped in all your material pursuits, then how will the presence of your soul ever come out? How will you ever be present in this world? How will you ever be fully alive? How will you get out of the concept of living and start to actually live? If you think tomorrow is always going to be a better day, if you're busy with your grievances from the past, if you're, if you're breaking up moments all the time, how will you ever live with the gift of the present moment? Which the gift of the present moment is a perpetual thing. It's a constant thing. Yishkun Oir Hashem means that you're present. Present is a paradox. Because present means that it's here now. But if it's here now and it stays there, then it becomes the past. And now you hold on to the past. So you're not here anymore. So here means to realize that the Abishur is creating the world from something to nothing at this moment right now. Which is the essence of what he's going to teach in this parrot. 
which means that enlightenment happens now. And that it continues to happen. As long as you're not asleep, as long as you're meditating on this awesome, unbelievable, spellbinding reality, which is that God creates the world from something to nothing at every moment. And the reason why your life is a life of constant newness, meaning your heart pumping, one pump, and then that pump dies, and then another pump happens, and your eyes blink, and the reason why you breathe in and out, and, you, and the reason why you have a pulse in and out, is because the out is the death of the last minute, the last second, and the newness is the brand new thing that happened. And if you're holding on to anything, you're missing the boat. And if you're not meeting what is right now, without holding on to anything negative, then that's ego. That's going to trap you. Yishkon means lightness, because the only way it can be present is if it's light. Because if it's not light, then you're deeply stuck. So if you meet every person, and you're heavy, and you're holding on to, and there's tremendous ego, and you're trying to get tremendous fulfillment, then it's not Yishkon, it's not presence. Your life is way beyond your will for fulfillment. Because your life is something you would give up all your wills for, all your pleasures, all your joys. Every single type of hope you would give up in a second if, you were, if your life was about to be taken away from you. But you're totally unaware of it because it's mind-boggling. Because it's beyond your comprehension. And that's what Alta Rebbe says. If you meditate on this, then you're enlightened. And you'll meditate on this when you go through pain, God forbid. But why not meditate on it now? Why not make this application yours? Why not use this application in your smartphone? Why does not this not become your life? Entertaining, it's just as entertaining as watching a demo from an application. But until you upload this, until you make this yours, you will never change. Because the way you are now is the way you're going to be the whole entire life. So it's the idea that you have to understand that the world is being created from nothing to something every moment. That gives the vibrancy of what life is. Which is Yishkun Hashem. Which is my Nisham in my body right now. And getting out of my mind, getting out of the trap of isolating one moment of time, getting out of the trap of having a hope and a lust and a desire of some one moment in pleasure. But to have that joy all the time. And to recognize my Creator all the time. And to recognize that that's the purpose of my life. To be as enlightened as possible. Which means to focus on the Creator of the world. Because the Creator of the world is creating this world right now at this second. Because you matter. And because what you do at this moment matters. It matters because it's new. Because it's being created from nothing to something at this moment. And that's the beginning of Yishkin HaRashem. And when a person meditates on that, actually his will, his hope for becoming, starts to become bottled. It becomes to disintegrate. It becomes to dilute itself. It becomes bottled. Till bottle b'shish, till it disappears. It's the mere obsession with this. It's the mere meditation on this. That will actually... Bring a person to enlightenment. It's not a job that he's demanding a person do that. He should get rid of his will. He's actually saying, no, if you're meditating on this all the time, your will actually disappears. If you know that by being attached, you're stopping yourself from living, you're not in the present, there's no Yishkin Hashem. the more you think about this, you will be less attached. You will be focusing on giving charity, discovering another person, putting away your animal to know another person. Putting away your animal to do Torah mitzvahs, to be in the present moment. Because all Torah mitzvahs, every mitzvah is to be present in this world with the Eivishter. Any type of mitzvah you could imagine. Tefillin, Kiriyasa Torah, any mitzvah, mezuzah, everything is all, wake up and be present with you now with the Creator, because the Creator is creating the world. You have a material object, 
God's presence has to be in that object. Right now at this moment, not something in the future. And the same thing is with limit atayra. Discover the purpose. What we're doing now is limit atayra. Even while we're doing it, we're already discovering the purpose. The question is, can we hold on to it during our life? And hold on to our life means to meditate on this. And once we meditate on this, we're living with presence. We're living with Yishkun Hashem, which is the beginning of enlightenment. Okay.